It's time for the Josh Kirby on Sports Podcast. Oh, indeed. I'm glad you connected. This is Dave Johnson, voice of the Washington Wizards. You have connected to the right place because you are listening to my man, Josh Kirby on Sports Podcast. Welcome back. It is that time of the week where you get to see and hear us on episode 195 of the Kirby on Sports Podcast. Last week, I did a great disservice by providing you, the people, a bad intro to the podcast. It's not going to happen this week. Let's talk some football right after this. and gentlemen yes episode 195 of the kirby on sports podcast as always a huge thanks to our sponsors pm plus reserves shenandoah primitives dr dave leadership corporation mark francis with icon real estate Barrett pest and termite services mark lynch with guild mortgage shenandoah music and the official energy drink of the kirby on sports podcast don't sleep Energy, use promo code KOS Podcast for 12% off your order every single time on densleepenergy.com and Amazon. Not wasting any more time. Let's bring in my two fabulous co-hosts. Number one, the weapon, Dan Dembski. Dan, what's going on, buddy? Not a lot, man. Got to enjoy the bye week a little bit. Uh relax, kick back, watch some football. Uh Go to a Jonas Brothers concert on Sunday night that I'd forgotten about, so that was interesting, but almost forgot about it. How did that go? Pretty good. Yeah, man, it was a lot of fun. A lot of good, a lot of good, a uh, lot of good songs, a lot of good memories. So that, from, that's, the, from the olden days. So that's it was great good. to hear. That's yes, really sir. great to hear, Dan. And this is um, the judgment segment of the show where we bring in. Carlos, oh, yeah. the Swiss Army Knife Martinez, to see how bad my podcast intro was. Good evening, Carlos. Can't wait. Me. Last week. I mean, it didn't. I mean, it didn't blow me away, but you know, I guess it was effective. I don't know. That was me. Ladies and gentlemen, we do not have a Carlos Rant to start off the show. I am doing such a good job so far. So how are you doing, Carlos? You know, doing all right. You know, just excited for this weekend because, you know, the three-man booth will be assembling. Yes. Um, And it looks like we're going to get a rain game, but, you know, it is what it is. But, uh, Dan, question, um, what is your favorite Jonas Brothers song of all time? Mm, that's tough. 
I would say probably SOS. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to sing it right throwback. here, but throwback. Yeah, throwback, throwback song. But you okay, know what? what about you, Kirby? Their newer stuff is pretty good too, though. I like, uh, of course, Sucker was sort of their first reunion song. That's pretty catchy. Um, they, they got they got they got good songs all over. So yeah, that's it's tough to pick just one. I I'll be, I'll be honest. Um, I used to go. watch Disney Channel a lot, and this was way way we back. All, and we all yeah, this I, is just I know. three years ago. And, okay, you can admit it. And, yeah, I, <laughs> but anyways, if for some reason I forget what show it was where it was playing, but SOS was always playing, and yeah. I'd always just repeat it back. I'm like, well, this is it. Just got stuck in my head. So if I had to choose SOS, but I really one. didn't catch on with the Jonas Brothers as much but, as a kid, yeah. but. Yeah. Well, I think I think when you grow up like with that type of music, you just you find other stuff that's more suitable for your age. So, yeah. I mean, let's face Listen, it. The fact that nobody picked "Burning Up," you know, at all, up or strong. or "Love Bug," or you know, right. any of the actual good classics. I mean, SOS isn't terrible. I'm not saying SOS is terrible, but that's like their the OG. Okay, but I'm gonna throw a curveball at you guys. Um, okay. Um, and Dan, tell me if they played this or not, because I don't know if they did. But uh, a That's song a that I have become a re- really big fan of is a collaboration song they did with Marshmallow called "Leave Before You Love Me." Hmm. Let me let me look. I I can't remember if they played that one or not. Um, "Leave Before You Love Me." Okay, it's a good one. Got to bear it with me for one. a sec. I yeah, I have not heard that one. It's I a bop. can't. I can't say bop. I've heard that one, so it is a bop. After this, I'll probably go on and see what it's like. Yes, they did do that. That was their uh exactly the encore. That was the last song they did. So. There you go. Now I regret not going. <laughs> it's okay. Yeah. Didn't have the it's time. Fun. It was a good time. Concerts always are a good time, as you guys both know. You have seen me at my one and only concert. <laughs> Man, that was and that was a great one. It, not it not great, great losing my car, but besides, uh, that. <laughs> all right, yeah. we've derailed this podcast enough. <laughs> yeah, I did not derail it, but that uh, that was a good conversation that, this time. It's so. a great conversation, but the thing uh, that's another story for another day. We're not going to even touch on that. But g- great times indeed, boys. Indeed, indeed. Uh, all right, we got three games to talk about. The Commanders, Cowboys, Chiefs, the Ravens were on a bye week, so Dan can just chime in on our three teams in uh, chronological order as they were played. The Dallas Cowboys defeating the Seattle Seahawks 41-35. to uh, I must say, and Carlos, feel free to correct me if I'm wrong here, Obviously, the defense for the Cowboys, not the greatest. Deron Bland did have an interception. But the offense for Dallas was very explosive on another notch, just from what I saw, that led them to this victory in the fact that the Seahawks weren't able to cash in on key drives after numerous opportunities. That just goes to show you the quality of football between Dallas and Seattle and Dallas obviously coming up on the upper hand despite giving up 35 points to Seattle. 
Griffin. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, ladies and gentlemen. You can let's just say it. Let's say it together. The Cowboys finally beat a team with a winning record. They did. It was it was a game. I'm gonna be honest, Kirby. I was not paying attention to anything you said because I was looking for that song. Um, so <laughs> I, I apologize. I, I, yeah, I gave a lot of compliments to the Dallas offense. Yeah, I mean, I, I was tuning in and out a little bit. Um, so I'm not gonna lie. I don't know what the question was that you just asked me. Uh, I know you said something about the defense, about it uh, I, playing rough, which it did. Um, but uh, at, when we needed the most, statement of well, what well, I saw. When we needed the most, they they made the stops. They made those two important stops at the end of the game. Um, Deron Bland did not have a good game. He got torched a lot in this game, yet somehow came up with an interception. So I guess that kind of softens that performance. Um, listen, the Cowboys played, you know, three games in 12 days. I mean, most teams don't play that many games in that condensed time, you know, you know, condensed of a time period. Um, and it, it, it would make sense. I mean, look, that's the excuse Philly's using for their performance against San Francisco. That's the excuse I'm going to use for Dallas's performance against uh, Seattle. The only difference being is we actually won and, yeah, you know, cry, Eagles cry, baby. Let's go. Um, <laughs> but, um, look, I mean, I, we can't, can't talk that much smack. We got smacked around by San Francisco also. So we know what it's like. Um, no, but yeah, look, it was a, it was a, exciting thursday night game we rarely get those um you know geno smith was absolutely you know was just lighting it up man i mean this was the seattle team that you know they're desperate right now and they understand that they are really facing they're also facing a gauntlet too with you know going san francisco us san francisco philly yeah and they understand with you know the loss to the Rams and dropping other games around that their playoff you know lives are really in jeopardy right now. So they were th this was a team that was backed in the corner that's very very talented, very good. Um, you know they have three you know I want to say one of the best trios of receivers. You know with you know Metcalf, you know uh, you know Smith and Jigba and um, Tyler Lockett. You know I. I mean, in the whole league, I want to say, I can't really think of many other teams that have a better trio than that. Um, and yeah, man, they, they, they really made Dallas work for it. But the difference being is Dak Prescott rose to the challenge and Dak Prescott was the best cowboy out there. Um, and really, really, I think solidified his case to be in the MVP conversation. I um, agree. I agree. And yeah, he was he was incredible. Him and CD were were on fire, you know. But it wasn't just that, you know. We got some of the running game going. We got a lot of other guys, you know, involved. You know, with obviously Ferguson and that, in, you know, incredible touchdown. Um, and then you have um, who else? Uh, of obviously, you know, Cooks and uh, yeah, it, it, we got Tony Pollard going finally. You know, we had a little bit of a run game going, and despite the fact that yeah the defense put up a bad performance like i said they made the stops when it mattered most and um you know now we get this mini buy you know we went into our mini bye week with with a with a win and uh now a chance to to tie it up with philly in the division and you know start our own gauntlet you know on on the right foot well yeah. oh, go, go ahead. ahead no i think carlos said it well um you know it's 
it looked dicey there at times throughout that game. No, no question mm-hmm. about it. But you know, it's all about how you finish, not about how you start. And I think Dallas pro- proved finally, um, like Carlos said, they can beat a winning team. I, I mean, we all we all knew deep down they were going to, but they just they you play who's on your schedule. So sometimes you don't play teams that are successful. It's just how it works. Um, but yeah, Dallas is they're starting to get hot here at the right time. So um, you know, obviously. We saw what San Francisco did this weekend. I know we're going to talk about that game. They're the team to beat in the NFC right now, no question. So, but Dallas to me is uh, is 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 pretty close behind them. I would say so. It's a great win for Dallas. Um, definitely, like Carlos said, they've it's been a gauntlet here in the last you know two weeks or so. They've played a lot of football games, um, so they get to you know they get a little bit extra rest here, which will which will be important and. Um, you know, hopefully will help them you know, lead down the path towards the last the the latter part of this season. Um, I want to check the schedule real quick. I've forgotten who you guys play next. Well, we, so we play Philly this Sunday, then we yeah. play Buffalo, then Miami, then Detroit, then Washington. Those are some tough games. Definitely yeah, this is the tough. This is the tougher part of our schedule, especially because you know Buffalo and Miami are both away. And it's, I mean, just think about how diff, how stark of a different environment those two places are. First, we're going to go play yeah. in the cold, you know, uh, blistering coldness of Buffalo. And then the next week we'll be in the tropics of Miami. Yeah, exactly. It'll be, it'll be very strange, you know. But um, look, if Dallas is really going to make a run at it, they got to be able to win you know, in these type of environments because we're going to be on the road in the playoffs is what it's most likely going to be. Um, Because even if we beat Philadelphia, Philadelphia technically still, you know, they they have the inside, you know, the inside track in terms of, of clinching the division and, you know, even clinching the one seed still. Um, But we, we can't get our head of ourselves here. We have, we have to take care of Philadelphia before we can even think about, you know what happens after that you know and i think a lot of cowboys fans are jumping the gun a little bit and thinking that this is going to be an automatic win um it, it won't be i mean granted yes we played well at home um we haven't lost since that san francisco uh playoff game you know 2 years ago dallas has won every home game since um D- despite despite that philly's not going to give it is just going to give it to us they're going to right. you know want to you know, wash that taste out of their mouth. But I just, I just think right now, Dallas, the, uh, the, the way they're playing right now compared to the way Philly has looked, I just really think Dallas has the advantage and rightfully is the favorite in this game. But I do not foresee this like Dallas winning comfortably. I think this is going to be a battle till the end, especially because this is a division opponent. Yeah. Well said. Well, going back to this game, Carlos, I just want to get your thoughts. Dallas's defense has looked well in weeks past, but do you think just because of DK Metcalf and what he's been able to produce, what do you think caused Dallas's defense to struggle the most in this game? No, I, I said it earlier. I think it, they're just tired, and they're tired, and – Deron Bland was, like I said, not did not have a great game. He was giving these guys a lot of a like a ten yard cushion, which you can't do. Um, and sometimes uh, they had a, some miscommunications on defense, in which I mean they had a linebacker on Tyler Lockett at some point, and it was just like, mm-hmm. why? Well, why are we doing this? 
Um, look, I, I, yeah, they didn't have the best performance, but, uh, you know, Dallas isn't going to blow out every team. I mean, we're going to talk about them, you know, here in a little bit, you know, but the Kansas City Chiefs defense, which we've raved about all season, they've had two rough games too. And um, so it just, just happens, man. Defenses uh, can't always lock down every team, and we're not going to always blow out every team at home, you know, and have a 45 to 10 game. Like, that's not going to happen. This is good to see that, hey, like, yeah, sure, we might not be having the best game, but in the biggest moments when our when the team needed it most, needed stops, they got the stops. They got the takeaways. And granted, that interception resulted in nothing happening and no points. Um, you know, the the two uh, fourth down stops at the end of the game were were crucial in helping Dallas, you know, get the lead and, and, also, and holding the lead to win the game. So, uh, we can be critical of Dan Quinn here because, like we, like I said, it was not the best performance, and it's okay to criticize the man. He's not God here, you know. Uh, he, I know it's taboo for Dallas fans to criticize him, but he did not. He did not call a great game. He did not have a great game plan. But at the end of the day, his guy stepped up. You know, when when it mattered most, and that and that's what's most important. I think this season has taught us that, like, the teams that there there really haven't been a lot of dominating wins in any any circumstance this this season so when we do see that it's very it seems kind of like the outlier and the surprise this year as in years past where we would see least i felt it felt like two blowouts a week usually um and i think it's just because i think defense has has been better this year across the whole league um and of course dallas has had a great defense for for a while so that's that's never been an issue in the last mm -hmm. few years but yeah, it's it's you know it's it's a marathon, not a sprint. You can't take it. You can't uh, judge judge uh, your whole season based on one game if you if you blow the other team out. And you know, a win is a win in this league, and it's it's tough to come by. So Dallas, I mean, fans should be thrilled about this win as they as they are, and still in pretty good position here. So nothing to nothing to have your head down about. I think at this point, but like you said, Carlos, you can still criticize, and that's the other thing. There's a there's a a little bit of both that can happen. Like you can be proud of how they played proud that they won, but there's always things to improve and always things to point out, which yeah, one thing that is damn penalties. I mean, there's so yeah. many penalties in this game. It was ridiculous. I mean, it's something that's been an issue in the Mike McCarthy era uh, is penalties. And, you know, luckily, you know, Seattle was having issues with penalties too. So a lot of it was negated, but um, you know, we can't have, you know, perform like that many penalties, uh, against, you know, like a, um, like against Philly, like we're, th they're going to make us pay if we, if we, if we keep giving them opportunities like that. So that's something I hope that they really clean up, uh, coming into this Philly game. Um, and yeah, I mean, uh, if, if they, if they clean that up and they perform the way that they've been, you know, performing lately, I mean, it's doubt Dallas can definitely beat anybody aside from maybe San Francisco, just because San Francisco is just such a bad matchup for us. Um, but I, I really think they can go toe-to-toe -to -toe with any AFC team. I think they can go toe-to-toe -to -toe with any NFC team besides San Francisco. <laughs> right now, yeah, I agree. And, you know, I think just quickly to, to on your point about the penalties, I think Thursday night games usually see more sloppiness, more penalties, more silly mistakes. So I think with the extra rest and all that stuff, they'll get back on track and they'll be fine. But if it becomes a recurring problem as we get closer to the playoffs, then we'll have something to talk about for sure. But I think, I think they'll be able to be able to work those kinks out. So 
the Dallas Cowboys over the Seattle Seahawks, 41 to 35. It's now time to take our first break. And when we return, we talk about a slaughter fest in FedEx field as the Dolphins defeated the commanders. I'm not sure what I'm going to say about this, but I'll probably think of something after this break. For sports fans living in condominium and homeowners associations, as well as business professionals, when you need a reserve study, PM Plus Reserves has been in business since 1990. Their studies are accurate and easy to understand. Check them out when your association needs a study, www.pmplusreserves.com. You can also contact them at 703-803-8436. Once again, www.pmplusreserves.com. Is it finally time to upgrade your home's interior? How about with an authentic farm table made locally from recycled barn wood? Shenandoah Primitives, based right here in Winchester, Virginia, makes farm tables, benches, tables, coffee tables, and a long list of other items for your home decorating needs. At Shenandoah Primitives, function and style are combined for great furniture that will last generations. If you're interested in combining the industrial look of metal with wood or considering something incredibly unique with a live edge, Shenandoah Primitives turns those ideas into reality. Thinking about a mirror, wine rack, or other accent piece for your home, Shenandoah Primitives can assist with that as well. As a local small business, Shenandoah Primitives is happy to work with each client for a custom design or schedule an appointment to come out and view current inventory. Local high quality handmade items can be found at Shenandoah Primitives. Find us on Facebook and Instagram or visit us at www.shenandoahprimitives.com. Once again, that's www.shenandoahprimitives.com. And we welcome you back to the Kirby on Sports podcast. Our next game we'll go into discussion about is the Miami Dolphins 45 to 15 victory over the Washington Commanders. All right, 45 to 15. We'll be back after now. Yeah, but, uh, but um, I'm okay with it. <laughs> I mean, what is yeah. there to say? I mean, we can just talk about how Tyree Kill is about to be the first 2,000-yard receiver. Well, Tyree Kill. Uh, so, here, I, I will say this. Obviously, <clears throat> Del Rio's gone. Ron Rivera took over the defensive play calling. What a terrible game to start out with against Tyree Kill. <laughs> just go. I mean, the first touchdown, it was a linebacker covering him. And I, I, I'm like, well, I mean... I understand you have to get comfortable calling defensive plays. Not, I mean, even if it even matters at this point, because Ron hasn't done it for five years. But, I mean, what's this season really amounting to, to for the Washington Commanders? But, I mean, I chalked this up as a loss. I knew they were going to lose. But just, 
I'm surprised the commanders even got 15 points on the board, to be honest. Why? It's not like Miami's defense is something to be to marvel at. Yeah, I, I mean, <laughs> that, that's true. Not, but it's not I don't know. Like, I don't know. They looked like it in this game. Yep. Yeah, yep. but it's the commanders, you know? <laughs> I mean, and and to add salt to the wound, the fire alarms went off who, during that, the first game. Who cares? Oh, the fire alarms are going off. Oh, they did it at the red zone set last week. Oh, yeah, that's right. Like, five, God, five years. I, 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 like, 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 I understand FedEx is a is a pile of trash, but like, do we really have to Those report on happen. every little thing that goes wrong there? The and fire alarms were going off. Okay, who cares? Why is this news? Right. I don't know, but other than that, like- I, I I think it's just the broken record, as Dan stated too. The the same stuff for this Commanders team. I, I mean, I I'm not really sure what else there is to add negatively. Not you know, to mention, I just, I just I you know, for you, Kirby, I just want them to have one good year where where like all of our teams are playing well. And like you actually have something exciting to talk about because my God, it is a broken record. It's just the same thing every week. It's the same stuff. I mean, I, I, I'm looking from last week to this week and it's the same stuff. Defense letting up big plays. Dan saying the defense looks like Swiss cheese, which I agree with. I mean, it's like they've been bad all season, but they were particularly bad in this game. I mean, I I just don't get, looking back, the times the Commanders play, the Eagles tough, but then this game, you're just, I mean, I don't know. Divisional I, games are different. You can you can throw out all the, all the usual stuff that you would see outside of a divisional game. Most of the I, time, they're going to be competitive. I, I really don't have anything to say here because I've yeah. said I've said enough. <laughs> um. I just can't wait for Ron Rivera to go. I think his time has come, and that's probably going to be after the season. That's um, what they say. But with that, I hope looking to the offseason, ownership really takes a hard look and evaluates what needs to be done to get this football team Let's back. Let's be honest. They're about to, to be the dummies to make the trade for Bill Belichick. If that happens, I, I, I'm not, I'm not in favor of that. A lot of fans would love it. You know it. You know. I'm not saying you, but uh, yeah, your fan, dude. The Washington fan base would go they would love feral it. if they if that it. happened. Like, like oh Bill's my gonna win us, Like Bill's gonna win the so Commanders another five Super Bowl. And so hilarious when it all flames out and dies, just like any other like quick fix uh scenario that washington has tried i hope this ownership group does not do that i don't think you guys need to do that i think you need to get a coach a young coach who has a vision who has you know uh a plan on how to get this you know franchise back to its former glory days of you know uh, and you know hopefully there's a rebrand and a new stadium and you know hopefully you guys I, I don't know if Sam Howell's the guy or not. Uh, to, to me, I don't think he is, but there's other people who are like, oh, yes, he is. He's our franchise quarterback. I don't know. I I, I don't know. For But, you know, hopefully you guys get a vision for this team figured out because you have some pieces there that could definitely help this team. It's just the, 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 the culture and the process and the um, – 
I, I guess the, the the bigger picture is not is not there right now, and yeah. I think Washington really needs to figure out what the bigger picture is, what the plan is, and then they have to be able to stick to that and understand that it's not going to happen overnight. Trust the process. That's that's what Josh this Harris. Is the owner. This is the owner that that, that did nope. that in Philadelphia, and look and look what they you know with the 76ers and, and look what they uh, look what they they are now. They're one of the top teams. Obviously, they haven't won a finals yet, but they're they're competing for. You know they're they're a very competitive team and they're in it every year now. So you just gotta you just gotta be patient. It might be a couple seasons of struggling, but we'll see. This I wouldn't be surprised. Season... I wouldn't be surprised if they completely or almost completely clean house in the offseason so the new ownership can get people in there that they think are better qualified for the job because you know they inherited most of those coaches. Um, obviously bringing in Eric Bieniemy, but besides him, I mean who who no, are they Bien-Aimé pretty much was brought in before. For the sale, oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah. and it was I, I don't close to that time, so I was a little fuzzy there. To, to me, if they were really going to consider enemy they would have already fired Ron Rivera and just made enemy the interim head coach and been like, "Hey, okay, show us what you got." Which shows they don't. Yeah, and so they might be thinking of moving on. And also, apparently, he's getting interest from Chicago. So I can see that. Work. I can see that. But this offseason is going to be very, very big for Washington in terms of what happens next. But I mean, the schedule the rest of the way, I could only see them winning maybe one, two possibly. But that's a stretch just seeing what this commander's team has been doing so far the past couple of weeks. But other than that, the Dolphins look good. They continue to look good, yeah. And Tyreek Hill is just unstoppable. He's, He's a unstoppable. cheat code. He's a cheat code. Yeah. But... Allegedly. Unless he plays the Kansas City offense or defense. And we'll see what he does against Dallas's defense. <laughs> but other than that, that's pretty much all I got. Miami looked good. Washington, another crushing loss, and just Jonathan Allen. He went on the sports junkies for one, what this is worth, and he mentioned he's a thousand percent thought about, um, yes, yeah, switching that. teams because he doesn't want to be part that. of another rebound build. Well, obviously, I I, I love John he Allen, he wants to win. Can you blame but him? He wants yeah, to win, blame the guy, yeah. Like, I mean, and a- he's been there forever. Yeah, yep, when, when, yeah, when you devoted a lot of time to a franchise and they just don't really get like it was the same thing with Matthew Stafford. Like Matthew yep. Stafford had given everything to Detroit, but Detroit just wasn't really in the position to, uh, you know, in terms of just being able to attract, you know, players to help him, you know, get that Super Bowl. So he had to go somewhere else that was going to yep. be able to give him that type of chance. And that's why he went to L.A. So, like, you can't blame players for wanting to do that. I mean, we did that with DeMarcus Ware. Mm. You know, we let him go because we weren't going to be able to really give him that shot of um, getting a Super Bowl at the time that he was coming to the twilight of his career. We were starting to go a little younger, and we were going to start to build things up, and we let him go, um, and he went to Denver and won a Super Bowl. So, um it just sometimes you just owe it to the player that has given all to your franchise that you can't force them to spend their the latter part of their prime years, you know, helping build something that they are were that was supposed to already be built by now. Yeah, and he's been there since 2017, so you know he's been there through, you know, all of the off-field drama, especially the the 
bad rebrand. Actually, would say, I don't know. Football team was kind of catching on. Not gonna lie, um, more than better than Commanders, I think. Anyway, um, but all the off all the off field stuff, and then the, the team's performance has not been good since he's been there, and they really haven't done anything. Um, they haven't made any big splash moves in free agency or anything, which I think they have to do this off season. They have to shore up that defense in some well, way. Look at all the money they yeah. have, though. Well, that's 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 a good thing, they though. Have you a lot want, of cap. You, you yeah, you, you but you can have a lot of cap space. But are you going to really attract the free agents over to Washington? I don't think so. Who wants to play at FedEx? But, what is so glamorous yeah, about sure. playing here when you got you know two other teams in division with Philly and Dallas who have world-class facilities and with philly especially where they got a guy who like literally will not let you leave the facility without signing a contract you know like there there's other options too like washington is not a prime destination for players to go to and what is what is here what is here that is attracting them you know no i i understand that but i'm talking in terms of um because i saw a report um I forget where it was, but the people are stating, speculating, I believe it's speculation, that Washington might be a very lucrative job, a very high potential job that people might want to go to with the ownership in the amount of... Okay, sure, in terms of maybe coaching, but I'm talking about for players, but what players wants to come to Washington to play? What is here? The players, I'm not sure. I think they have to establish more of uh, uh, the right setting in terms of who ownership wants to before the commanders can start to try to attract high free. I literally said all this earlier. You you do realize. They also have to draft better, too. Like, that's killed them over and over again. And they they have not been able to develop. Dallas invested in. We draft very well. It's all it's all about your scouting. If you if you have if you pay your scouting well, you have good scouts that they can find the right players for you. The diamond in the rough, if you will, a lot of times. Mm-hmm. And like Dallas has been able to do, like we've seen Pittsburgh be able to do time and time again. They've they've been a winning team. Except for um, who else? Kansas City, of course. They've always they've drafted. Well. Yeah, yeah, defensively, at least lately we have been. Yeah, in the last few years. But there, there are a lot of organizations that Washington can learn from. The Patriots for years and years, maybe not drafted as well. I'd say they drafted, <laughs> but the Patriots they have, well, now now we're going into Bill Belichick territory. So we well, I'm talking about here. the the Patriots of old, not 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 now, not now. They are well. I mean, again, Tom Brady made a lot of that work. So that's true. Um, you know, and Tom Brady elevated anybody just because he held these guys to to a standard. The, the difference being is Washington doesn't have that type of quarterback who's holding everybody to a standard. I agree with that. Yeah, cer- certainly not. Certainly not. I mean, and he's a young quarterback. You can't put it all on his shoulders either. Um, but he he has what like Sam Howell has weapons. This this team this offense should be better. There's no reason why there shouldn't be better. The offensive line is horrendous, so that's part of it too. Yeah, um, it doesn't help. But sometimes Hal just makes dumb decisions. He's got to that he does. He's got he's got to get he does. So I think I put we we put a good bow on this. I don't know. I don't know. I I think think. so too. I'm ready to talk about this Sunday night matchup as soon as we get a break. But the Packers and the Chiefs, we have a lot to dive into 
coming up next. Hey, Kirby on Sports Podcast listeners, Mark Francis with Icon Real Estate here. You know, it may seem scary or daunting at first to think about buying or selling a home. Well, look no further. Give me a call. 540-247-1527. There's nothing more than I love to do than help my friends make those transactions fun, interesting, and at the end of the day, productive. Look me up online, iconsells.com, and even better, find me on my podcast, Iconic Talk, with my co-host Megan Eanes on any podcast platform. We will share all the local news about real estate markets and our local community. It's educational. Look us up. We'd love to help you iconcells.com 540-247-1527 bed bugs the only thing creepier than thinking about them is actually having them trust me you don't want to have them locally owned and operated barrett pest and termite services can keep you from having bed bug nightmares and infestations call 540-340-3922 to schedule your free inspection and consultation if bed bugs are already in your home we'll get rid of them so you can rest easy We also specialize in keeping homes and businesses free of other pests, including rodents and termites. That's Barrett Pest and Termite Services, 540-340-3922. And we welcome you back to the Kirby on Sports Podcast. I'm here with the weapon, Dan Dembski, and the Swiss Army Knife, Carlos Martinez. Now time to jump into the next contest, a rematch of the very historic Super Bowl I the Packers and the Chiefs, fast forward to present time, very two uh, different teams, some good competition in this game, but the historic, rich history of these two teams and the matchup, it, it, it was just a good thing to see this on Sunday Night Football. But 27-19, the Packers get the victory over the Chiefs, um, officiating. Very questionable. Um, I mean, it, it, I mean, this game was just w- with the officiating and just the Chiefs' defense. I mean, it just—I'm not really sure. Break, break this down for us, Carlos, because it was—it was a very weird game in my mind. I mean, uh, yes, and I don't know. I, I don't know if it was a weird game. Uh, to me, it was just. Look, uh, the officiating, yes, was a little iffy. Um, you know, I, I, I don't want to talk about that Hail Mary pass interference that for some reason everybody wants to keep talking about because to me that 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 one doesn't matter. Like that one is it is what it is. That happens every time on a Hail Mary. I don't understand why that was such a big deal. Uh, obviously, there's the, you know, Marquez Valdez Scantling one that was, you know, just egregious. That was an egregious no call. We we But I'm. I'm here to tell you guys that the better team won. Green Bay was much better than Kansas City. They were the the right team won this game. The the, the Chiefs were not robbed at all from the jump. The Green Bay Packers were just better than the Kansas City Chiefs. The the defense and granted now we have a couple injuries on defense that are not going to be great. Um you know the the defense just could not stop this Packers offense and um and it's it's the same story with 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 the with the Chiefs offense uh guys not making plays uh for some reason still relying on Marquez Valdez Scantling and and uh Sky Moore to 
to to to be the guys who are are going to help us. I mean, it, it's it, it's very frustrating. Luckily, Rasheed Rice was able to get something going, and Travis Kelsey had himself a pretty decent game. Um, right, I mean, obviously he's going to with you know <laughs> Taylor Swift in attendance. He's going to perform well, but you know, uh, all in all, man, it was it was just a frustrating uh, night just because this is a team that. Kansas City should realistically beat and we're 13 weeks into this football season and it feels like they still haven't figured out the offense and um I just it's just very frustrating that like this this coaching staff will not commit to the players who are actually producing they're not committing to Rasheed Rice they're not giving like Kadarius Tony and uh Richie James more of an opportunity um you know, and they and they're sticking with Marcus Valdez Scantling and again Sky Moore, who I'm I'm about done with the Sky Moore experience, man. That that interception, while granted it was not the best pass by Patrick Mahomes, but at the same time, man, the the mistake there was just throwing it to Sky Moore because Sky Moore ran a terrible route, um, and it wasn't where Patrick expected him to be, and then also did nothing to even try to interfere with the interception from happening, um. And then the offensive line, man, the, the tackles are just not good, man. Like, you, you know, uh, I can't even remember his name right now. The, the right tackle, the one that, like, the only way he's good is because he has to false start every time. It's like Lane Johnson over there. He has to try to get, you know, get the early, the early jump because now that he's being called on it, he's not, I think it's like Juwan Taylor, I think it is. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, he he's he's just like he's not he he's not he's just not good, man. He's not the answer that we needed um, to to shore up this offensive line. And you know the left tackle, uh, you know, has been very um, he's he's been hurt and he was out for most of, for a good majority of the game and came back for a little bit and then went back out again. And Donovan, yeah, Taylor. man, it, yeah, the Donovan Smith. Um, he just—it was just a very frustrating performance. And then you know to lose Drew Tranquil, you know, at the beginning of the game by taking a, a fat knee from <laughs> AJ Dillon, you know, and getting a concussion. Um, yeah. it was. It, it, I think that might have hurt what the defense could have done because then now we're down to our third string linebacker and, and third string play caller, you know, because obviously Bolton is, you know coming is still on the men from, you know, uh, having his dislocated wrist and, uh, he was active. He's been activated for his 21 day window, but he's not, he's not ready to come back and play yet. And, you know, drew tranquil did a, a fabulous job of filling in for him, but you no know, losing him in the beginning of the game did, didn't really help. Um, and, um, uh, Chris Jones was just not really, well, I, I can't say that. Chris Jones, like, like these guys were were getting to Jordan Love, but Jordan Love was doing such a great job of getting rid of the ball and not letting these sacks become a thing. I mean, we can talk about the Packers right now. I mean, the Packers, uh, listen, people were trying to write off Jordan Love too early, man. And look, Aaron Rodgers was not great his first season. Like, he wasn't. Like it's not like Aaron Rodgers came in and lit the league on fire. Like he didn't. They were six and eleven his first year, and right now, Jordan Love very well might take this Packers team to the playoffs. Like they look like they're going to make a push to the playoffs here. 
Uh, obviously, it'll be interesting to see what happens with Christian Watson. It, it looked like he hurt himself at the end of the game. Uh, yeah. Uh, injury. We don't know what if it's awful. I haven't seen anything yet. I'm yeah, that was that that was like oh is he just letting the play run out and then you saw no, as yeah holding. for a second you thought maybe he's just going down but then you saw he immediately grabbed at his and hamstring I was like, oh gosh that's terrible. yeah yeah he's had hamstring you know injuries in the past so it'll be interesting to see if maybe it's just a strain we don't know um but yeah the um the packers were just they, they just better. wanted it more man they were just better, better. than us um, and it was, it was very frustrating as a chiefs fan because it was like, come on, man, like this is a team we were normally able to beat. And it's just, again, it's just the same old, same old uh, offense, not, not doing enough. And, um, and this time the defense just couldn't, uh, you know, didn't do enough also. And also we came out with a lot of injuries and, um, yeah, it'll it'll be interesting to see how the rest of this you know season goes for Kansas City because now we're coming up against the Buffalo Bills who um, are desperate. They're they're gonna want you know you know they're fighting for their playoff lives too, and you know Kansas City's this is gonna be one of the biggest games uh, in in you know uh, of the Patrick Mahomes era basically. Um, and we'll see we'll see what happens uh but right now i i mean i put it in the group chat i can't see this team making the super bowl i can't they, they just don't have the offensive weapons to make and win the super bowl and and yeah it's just you know they're just it's not going to happen every year but it just sucks because we have such a great defense for once and then yeah. we just don't have the offense to go go with it and if they had the offense to go with this defense i mean this kansas city team would be unstoppable and they, they just look discombob discombobulated throughout the entire game and it's something that you've said all season carlos like they're just just out of sync um and i i can't put my finger on what it is i know uh i know the receivers haven't helped but Mahomes at times has been a little shaky too so it's he's been shaky more because he doesn't have guys that he can trust he or gonna make confidence in I, mean, guys and I, I mean i, I mean I, think about it before it was like the, the receivers before just knew where like he made it work with brian pringle before like like he's on he's on washington now and like <laughs> he doesn't do anything right. um but like what i'm saying is, is like guys kind of knew like where where, where to go like they they had like a hive mind you know like it's something that him and travis kelsey have but obviously now they're like triple covering travis kelsey so like he can't go to travis kelsey and there's no other receiver making making plays no you watch the all 22 and nobody's open like yeah. sky Moore can't get open um you know marcus valdez scantling doesn't get open the only guy who who gets who gets open and makes plays is Rasheed Rice, and that's it. Right. That's it, and it, that's why you see Patrick Mahomes and Patrick Mahomes puts it in spots for his receivers to get. They're just not making the plays, but that's why you see him rattled sometimes because it's like, where do I even go? Like, what do I do? Yeah. Why does he have to be Superman every game? Yeah. You know, to try to make it happen. It's 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 like I said, it's frustrating because this is the greatest player we've seen possibly ever, and they're not they're doing him a dis uh, a disservice by not giving him proper weapons. I mean, 
my God, is it that hard to call up Jarvis Landry and, you know, maybe T.Y. Hilton and see if those guys are ready to go? Like, just any I mean, T.Y. Hilton came into Dallas last up. season and yeah. and made some impact plays. Like, I'm pretty sure he could definitely help here. Yeah, I, I they they have to do something. Uh, they can't just sit there and let this continue to happen because now, what, they're eight and four, right? So they're, I mean, they're still in the, obviously. Currently, in the, they're in third the place. They, they can still, I mean. I think they're still if they lose this game on Sunday to Buffalo, the sixth annual Arrowhead invitational is over. It's over. Like it's yep. it, it, it's it's canceled. Yep. Um and um and yeah, right now it, but if they win, I think they they get the one seed. I think they do just because of the remaining opponents that Baltimore has and who else is above them and Miami that Miami have too. Yep. I, I think I think Kansas City cruises to the one seed. I still don't think they make the Super Bowl, but I think they get the one seed at least, and everything goes through Arrowhead. Um, but if they lose, I, I mean, it's Baltimore's to lose at that point. Yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm not 100 percent confident. That's a tough schedule, so I'm not. I'm not. I mean, you guys do play Miami and Baltimore do play each other, so that's right. Well. Yeah. Going back, the Green Bay Packers, they got off to a slow start, but what? they're kicking. What? They here. did not go. The Packers got off to a slow start? They, it, overall. Not, not no. in this. No. Oh, oh, in the season. In the season. No, the season. Okay, not okay, this okay. Game, okay, not I'm sorry. I misunderstood I'm you. I misunderstood you. I'm sorry. I misunderstood you. So the whole season. Packers okay. obviously off to a rough start, but it looks like they're kicking it into gear at the perfect time in the mm -hmm. season. Just give this team some time, but I like the direction this Packers team is going. So do I. I, I like it too. They're obviously the youngest team in the NFL, um, but I think yeah. you know you got to give Lafleur a chance to really coach these guys up, and Lafleur is undefeated in December, um, and. Right now, their schedule is very favorable, um, and they they really could be making a run to the playoffs here. Yeah, and I is it true that like their their youngest player is like I'm not sure if I heard this correctly last night or not, but it's like was drafted in like 2019. I don't I, I don't know if it's offense or defense, but that sounds a little too good to be true. But I don't know. I heard Collinsworth say something to that effect. That's crazy. It's just yeah, that's, they're 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 a very young team. Like they're a very very young team. And that that's beneficial in the long oh, yeah. run when it comes to growth and maturing these players. Like you have Jordan them, Love. You're plus you're not paying them the huge bucks yet. Absolutely. Like, so you have room yeah. to work with there. So that's a that's a favorable equation in my mind. That that time will come. Believe me. If Jordan Love continues to play at a high level, he's going to want that huge contract, another record-breaking contract, I'm sure. And then we'll every hear quarterback it all over the they're going to have to they're going to have to figure out what they want to do with him because again, he's already on his fourth year. They did pick up his fifth year option, but the question what? being is, do you guys want to re-sign him now? I don't know. I mean, he obviously hasn't earned a gigantic contract, no. but. Well, um, a lot of quarterbacks have it, and they've got him anyway. But you know, yeah, but the, like Jordan Love definitely has not. He no. hasn't done anything. You he know, hasn't he hasn't had the experience at all. Yeah. yeah, and um, that that's going to be the the key question here is what does Green Bay like? Do do they really think he's going to be the guy of the future? That's we'll see. Point.
Yeah, it's it's tough. It's a tough one. But overall, just looking at the Packers, I like the direction they're trending with their favorable schedule. It, it, it could heat up on the mm. NFC side of the playoffs here in just a little while over the, the course of the next couple of weeks. So it's going to be really oh. interesting to see. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But the Green Bay Packers over the Kansas City Chiefs, 27 to 19. We will take a quick break. And when we come back, we'll wrap things up with the breeze around the NFL and the Kirby on Sports. Pick them, stick right here with us. It's Matt from Shenandoah Music, and there has never been a better time to give the gift of music. These are our best deals of the season with 30% off student band instruments, 10% off Fender American Pro Guitars, 10% off Zildjian Cymbal Packs, and even more. And we've got gift cards and layaway available. Plus, you can buy now and pay later with the Shenandoah Music credit card, or you can pay with the firm. So when you think music, think Shenandoah Music in Winchester across from B-Dubs. Hi, this is Mark Peter Lynch with Guild Mortgage. One of the greatest joys in doing business over the last 30 years in the Shenandoah Valley is helping people buy their first home. Buying their first home and putting the keys in their hand at the closing table has brought me so much joy. If you want to buy your first home, a second home, or an investment property, or build wealth through investment in real estate, give me a call. My phone number is 540-664-4700, or you can find me on the World Wide Web at www.marksmortgage.com. It is now time for the breeze around the National Football League right here on episode 195 of the Kirby on Sports Podcast. Gentlemen, are we ready? Let's do it. Let's do it. Starting off a 6-0 victory, the Chargers over the Patriots. There's no point of talking about this. God, that movie was so so, so bad. So bad. (laughs) Brutal. Both those teams should have been expelled for that performance. That was God. Crazy. I hope we get relegation one day in the NFL. Right. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, I mean, I'm not saying that the Chargers deserve to be relegated, but like the Patriots gotta go. Man. They're brutal. <laughs> the Lions over the Saints, 33 to 28. This was sort of a interesting matchup. Derek Carr goes out. Jameis Winston comes in. There are times where. It seemed like the Saints were coming back, but again, the Lions. I don't the Saints trust Taysom Hill. He's um, been like the best. Why, why don't the Saints trust Taysom Hill? That's a good point. Because I don't like, think he trust him to throw it more than like six times. But he's been times. the only thing that works whenever he comes out. Like that offense is, I don't know, man. The fact that because he's that a gadget they thought, player. They, the, the fact that they thought that Derek Carr was. Uh, going to be the answer to this team has been it's been such a miss and yeah i don't know i don't know i don't know what they do in new orleans but i mean at least <laughs> at least the division is so bad that they're still not out of it yeah that's the key thing yeah it, and for the lions weird. yeah and for the and for the lions just uh i mean that defense is just it's a good story that they're like winning games and that they're you know going to be in the playoffs and they very very well may win a playoff game, um, sure but they're they're not they're not in the same 
tier as you know Philly, Dallas, and San Francisco. Yeah, agree. Yeah. No, I don't have much to add to that. I, th- I think Carlos is spot on with both. Yeah. Um, and the lines have been sort of all over the place. It's really it's hard to really nail down that they are. You know, they're definitely not one of the elite teams, like Carlos said. Um, and yeah, the Saints seem to have a mess on their hands. They, uh, like Carlos said, they thought they're going to get a lot more with Derek Carr, aka winning, but um, <laughs> it it hasn't been that way. He hasn't been hashtag winning, so it's it's been it's it's failed to this point, and I. Carlos is right. Like, how did how do they get out of this situation? I can't. They're they're so cap strapped, and then just they're financially committed at this point. Yeah, and then just they just I just don't think they have the the best coach, and their defense is aging, and you know it, it's just it's just not a good situation in New Orleans right now. They've got all the problems at once, pretty much. I guess. Mm-hmm. You say. Well, they tried kicking. They they've they've kicked this cap thing. You know they've kicked the can down the road for so long that like it, it's just finally starting to catch up to them, and it'll you know when you've had Sean Payton and Drew Brees for so many years to cover up all that stuff and you don't mm-hmm. have it anymore, then you know now 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 you're starting to see the effects of why it's so important to ha- why having guys like that are so important to a franchise. Totally agree. Moving right along, the Falcons over the Jets, thirteen to eight. Skip this one too. It's another I, I, brutal game. I can't. Can we? Can we just annex the NFC South? <laughs> like, please. please. The, I just can't stand their games at all. And then the Jets just—they're just so <laughs> bad right now. And like, they're trying to go back to Zach Wilson, and he's like, "I'm not about it" because y'all talk so much trash. Which I don't blame the guy. Um, yeah, it's, yeah, it's they're kind of right too, but uh, it's—he's the best option they have. It's so bad. It's, um, but that's on New York's fault, man. They should have made a move. I mean, I don't know why they really believed in this whole Aaron Rodgers thing that like he's gonna come back and like, no, it's not happening. And the only reason they had Tim Boyle was because of Aaron Rodgers. So. Yep. And you know, the, and they finally released him. So, uh, what a that's another mess of a situation for sure. But can Aaron Rodgers save them next year? I guess we will see. Probably not. But no, they just got they got to get a better line. Moving on, the Cardinals defeating the Steelers in a prolonged yes. game with a rain delay. I know Dan is happy about that. We're the Steelers. They finally got what they deserved. Dude, this <laughs> this Thursday night game is going to be so bad. Biscay <laughs> <laughs> against Bailey Zappi and or Mac Jones. Did you uh, see the graphic yeah, the, on Thursday everybody night? Everybody's talking about the graphic, how they put Bill Belichick in because there's like no player to really. I've only read. seen it 10 times, Kirby. Oh my god! Yeah, it's uh, it's 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 not a good. Uh, I I can tell you right now. Listen, ladies and gentlemen of America, <clears throat> go outside and touch some grass. You do not have to watch this game. Okay, do anything else. Do pick go up, have dinner, a hobby, read a book, go Christmas shopping, yeah. bake cookies with your kids, spend some time with your kids. Maybe you know. <laughs> watch I understand this football season, but guess what? Do you don't else. have to watch this. This is gonna be a. Uh, you know, a, a three to two game. It's not going to be good. Just, it's fine. I'm definitely going to avoid watching this. So I I'm, will not I'm, be watching. I'm with the rest of America, hopefully on that one. Yeah. And and you know how Michaels is going to hate calling Dude, this Dude, they're going to phone oh. this call in so oh. hard. Al Michaels is going to be bored out of his mind. Watch this be like the game of the year. <laughs> <laughs> yep. 
But the, Kenny snap. Pickett, though, he he did get injured. Mm-hmm. Looks yeah, like he's not playing. He will next, not. Yep, so it's going to be interesting. But moving on to an overtime game, the Colts over the Titans, 31-28. to 28. This was an exciting game. It was, it was. Exciting very game. exciting. Guys, the Colts, the Colts are might they, they might get into the playoffs here. They're in it right now, and they very well could actually like fully get in. Crazy. It's hard to believe. It's, it's interesting for sure. Gard- I, I think Gardner they have a Minshew, shot. Man, who would have thought Minshew Mania? I mean, he's a serviceable quarterback for the most part, but yeah, man. I mean, just good, good, good job by by Indianapolis and. You know, a, a great fight by by Tennessee, also. Yeah, just just a really solid game in the in the early window for sure. Absolutely. The early window had a lot of great games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty good from start to finish. So it's good to see that one. Moving on to another thriller: the Texans over the Broncos, twenty-two to seventeen. Dan, 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 my boy, Dan, you were stressing. <laughs> I was pissed. I was pissed. <laughs> We'll talk about that later. Because I knew as soon as this chip fell, I was like, my my, my lead's gone because I know I'm going to lose the other the other ones. So. Hey, we'll, we'll talk about it later. We'll talk yeah. about it later. Never bet on Russell Wilson again. <laughs> Never. The Bucks over the Panthers, twenty-one to eighteen. Who cares? Yeah. Who cares? Bad game. God, I hate the NFC South. They're so oh. bad. They're no. There's no good football. In that division, no, no none, none, not, like not they, it, and it's just so frustrating that they get a freaking home playoff game and Dallas yep. has to go to that. Like, and we're gonna be like, like, like we're gonna have we're, we're gonna beat their we're, we're gonna have like five more wins than this team, and we have to go on the road. That's BS, man. Like, Sounds there should really be a, there should they the NFL really needs to implement a rule that if the wild card team has more wins than you do they get the home game it should not it, it, this just this doesn't make sense like just because you win your division you get a home game but what if your division's crap like the nfc south is what about when washington hosted a playoff game it's it's seven they and shouldn't nine. Have, but granted i mean they hosted it it's not like they really got an advantage there was no fans <laughs> yeah it's true that is point. true yeah but it was a competitive one that is yeah, for sure i'll give them that it was competitive but yeah, I mean, like, given a team with a losing record competitive, you wouldn't have thought. Well, it's just, I guess more it's like because it's going to be back-to-back years where Dallas yeah. had the better record and is still going to have to go on the road. Yeah, yeah I, agree. I agree. And if they lose, that'll be the excuse right card. No, I'm just kidding. So. <laughs> no, we already, we already got that monkey off our back. So, moving on, the Los Angeles Rams hand Joe Flacco his first career loss as a Cleveland Brown. Joe Flacco did look good. Guy the was on wheels the streets two fell weeks ago. off the wagon do? when Dustin Hopkins missed that field goal to tie it. In my mind, yeah, I didn't, I didn't catch much of this game, but uh, I was yeah, me either, to be honest, keeping track of the stats. Um, yeah. Just not a very good game for the Browns. I don't really put this on Flacco though. It's the guy is like hundred years old, but also then they lost like Amari Cooper, like in like the second quarter. Yeah, Correct. they did. Right. So Jim Flacco tossed two touchdowns, 254 yards. No, he yeah. did good. Man, no, no. maybe another Super Bowl run for him. Who knows? All in right. The Let's slow the roll. Get <laughs> 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 the clock back 10 years, although he would like to, I'm sure. Yep. 
here's one we're probably going to get into a little bit. The 49ers over the Eagles, 42 to 19. Hey, 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 let me tell you, my football team, the Commanders, oh, their here we go. security doesn't get thrown out. But Phillies does because that's Philly for you. Why did what? I like I, I understand, but I don't I don't understand why your head of security. What? I, no, okay. your 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 head of security just gets hit by a flying railing from your stadium. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, that was probably the wildest thing that a guy who's not involved with the you know <laughs> in terms of the actual game somehow you know is on the sideline and got a player thrown out and it was not a one for one there by throwing him out and throwing Greenlaw out. I mean, I mean the penalty was deserved. The ejection was not. Yeah. Um, Greenlaw should not have been thrown out of the game, but luckily it didn't affect anything. Luckily the San Francisco 49ers were able to handle business. And I mean, look, uh, I'm scared of the 49ers guys. I'm really scared of the 49ers. If they have the Avengers together, you should be scared. It's, it's really it's really hard to see a team being able to beat them because they're so physical and then their offensive weapons are just so good. I mean, Philly, I mean, they dominated the first quarter and still got blown out. Like, and granted, it was because they weren't able to, you know, those the two drives that they had in the first quarter, they weren't able to put up any touchdowns. It was just two field goals, and that kept San Francisco in it. But, I mean, I, I knew it from the jump. I was like, look, all San Francisco needs to do is just get some positive, like a positive play here, and 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 it's off to the races. And that's exactly what happened. That third drive, as soon as they got that first down, it, it, it never stopped from there. And we know that the Philly defense has not been good lately. We know that, and I told you guys, Philly has been very slow in the first half, and it's worked out in their favor because lately the, you know, the Chiefs and the Bills – let them hang around, mm-hmm. um, but the San Francisco 49ers are not going to do that. They are going they, they are going for the kill, and they went for the kill, and they got the win. And um, obviously, you saw some th- people saying that it delegitimized their NFC championship. I mean, I don't think it did just because, like, look, it happened. They won the NFC championship game, um, and but it would have definitely been interesting to see how that game would have played out had Brock Purdy not gotten hurt. Um, but people got to stop saying Brock Purdy's the league MVP. He's not the league MVP. That's not to say that he's not good. Like Brock Purdy is very good. Look at what he has. Not the MVP. Look at what he has. That's what I'm saying. Because he wasn't. He wasn't even the most impressive player. 49er out there. It was Debo Samuel. Debo Samuel was lighting the Eagles up with 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 all his you know you know with all his uh, yards after the catch plays and and stuff like that. It wasn't like it was Brock Purdy making these incredible, impossible throws. He was just hitting Debo on a slant, and Debo was doing all the uh, doing the rest of the work. It's like uh, you know the Hall of Fame. Just saying, but, that's how quarterbacks get the Hall of Fame. Though. Yeah, but like you know what I admire about Brock Purdy is like he didn't get rattled. You know, because like he was getting like he was he looked off on those first two drives, but he didn't mm-hmm. get rattled. He 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 settled down and. He just was just made one, you know, it was just one positive play after another. And then it was a snowball effect and every, and it just kept going from there. And, um, and yeah, I, I just really, and he doesn't make mistakes. And that's the, well, at least when he has all the Avengers, you know, he doesn't make mistakes. He makes the right plays. And that's all, that's all San Francisco needs, man, because they're so talented around him that 
you just need a guy who's going to be able to dish it and not, you know, make any and not give it to the other team or make a egregious play. Just a guy who's going to get the ball to these guys and let them create magic. And that's what they did, man. And yeah, Philly just, I mean, that kind of makes me feel better about the Dallas blowout now because it's just like, oh, look, they did it to Philly too. So maybe it's just San Francisco is just such a physical and they're juggernaut. I think they're, they're a juggernaut they're just, right now. They're just bad. There's just bad matchups in this league, and yep. they are a bad matchup for both us and Philly. Yep. They're they're a juggernaut right now. Crazy thing is Purdy was 19 to 27 with four touchdowns. Just I mean, and like you said, Debo Samuel was just insane in this game. Um, I think Philly's offense to me was you know, they could not run the football at all. I think they had they had 46 total rushing yards, which which is just not good. And we've seen when Philly is at their best, they're able to run the football, able to run that RPO and those types of yeah, quick yeah. hitting plays. They weren't able to do that in this game. And you have to credit what San Francisco's defense was able to do pretty much from the jump. It's right? those linebackers, man. Their pass rush was good. Their linebackers are so solid. Fred Warner and, and Greenlaw are just dude, Greenlaw is just such like He's such an animal, man. It's all over the it's field. Terrifying. Yep. So it's they are they are a juggernaut right now. And they're really the only team in the NFL I would call a juggernaut to this point. Um now there's still obviously there's still time left in the season that could change. But yeah, they're they're the most complete yeah, given team. Given the history play. of some of these these guys who's to say that they make it completely healthy into the playoffs. But That's if they true. do make it That's healthy true. into the playoffs and still remain healthy. It's going to be really hard to beat this favorite, right? They, I mean, and if they get home field too, right? Even if they don't have home field, I think they're still, I I think they're still just they're so scary, man. And there's like, (laughs) there. That's why I'm kind of hoping Philly keeps the one seed. Like if if it's going to go the way I think it's going to go, I hope Philly keeps the one so that when if Dallas, you know, does win against whoever the NFC South uh, winner is, uh, they would have to go to Philly first instead of going to San Francisco, right? Uh, and then we would avoid seeing San Francisco because I think we can beat Philly. I think we can beat them in Philly. We already proved that, that we we have the potential to do that. Um, but I'm trying to avoid San Francisco as long as possible because I just I can't go through that, man. I really can't. <laughs> yeah, they are a scary good team right now, and I don't really see anyone getting in their way. Um, but like you said, Carlos, injuries happen. The, the um Crazy stuff happens in the NFL, and injuries probably are at the precipice of that at this point in the season. And as we make our way into, uh, you know, what the last six weeks of the season of the regular season, five, six weeks, five weeks of the regular season. So, yep, it'll be interesting to see if they can keep it going. But man, they are scary good, and I, I, I think Philly will be fine. They'll still be high up there, and they'll well, still. I have, yeah, I'm not necessarily speed. worried about them. In terms of will they make the playoffs? It definitely humbles them a little bit, though. It shows, hey, you're not as you're not as high and mighty as you thought you were. Potato chips, like you guys thought you were. Yeah, yeah. sit chill, sit chill ass down. Hey, you get, you get, when you smack, when you when when you talk so much smack, man, and you get, you get got, people people aren't going to forget that. So there you go. At least Dallas's head of security doesn't get thrown out. Okay, of- enough with the okay, head of security. Joke. It didn't work the first security. time, Kirby. It's still not working. That's enough. Let's move. We're the Ravens. Oh but, my god! Shut your mouth. But the, I, I'm just saying this. This really shakes up the playoffs a little bit in my mind, and it's again going to be very interesting to see 
later and later down the road how this playoff picture fares after the last week of the season. Totally agree. So nope. with that, the 49ers over the Eagles, 42 to 19. And the last game that I almost forgot, the Bengals over the Jaguars in overtime, 34 to 31. What a game Jake Browning had. I'm going to be completely honest well, with you. I didn't watch. I did not watch because I didn't think it was going to be good. I did not Bengals think it was going to be good. Bengals look good. And uh, and Joe Joe Mixon was, was really good in this game. I thought that was my first just blind impression but no yeah you said it kirby off the top jake browning played really well and um sucks what happened to trevor lawrence thankfully it's just a high ankle sprain yeah it looked a lot worse than it really is yeah supposedly which is really 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 jacksonville no cart we have a pool but not a cart (laughs) what is what's the deal with they made him walk like 500 600 yards through the That's ridiculous. We see RG3 jumping in a pool with a full suit, but yet they don't have a cart. All right. You can... All right. <laughs> but it was but a yeah. good game. Came down to the wire. Browning 32 37, 354 yards and a touchdown. And as you said, Dan Joe Mixon lit it up. But it's really good news to see Lawrence just say an ankle sprain because it looked like his teammate just got pushed back on him. In it happens. It's, it's something that it's something that that, that, that yep. happens constantly in the NFL. And uh, I, I saw something said that like what really saved Trevor Lawrence is that he's very flexible in his ankles apparently. So like there was another clip from I believe last season where it kind of the same thing happened. He was rolled up on his ankle, but because he's got very flexible ankles, it saves him from having like catastrophic injuries down, you know, in that area. So good for him. And I'll say this for Cincinnati. Like they're right. They're the number 10 team right now in the AFC, but they're right on the outside of the wild card. Barely. I don't think, I don't think they, Hey, if they, if they, they if they went on Sunday, man, they, they have a chance. They'll be, they'll they be right up Sunday? there. Again, they're playing the. Hold on, I just saw it. I forgot already. Hold on. Playing, I don't even know who Cincinnati. The playing. um, they're playing the Colts, who are the seven seed right now. So they beat we'll the Colts. See. Watch out. I don't see it happening. I just, I just don't. I don't think we have enough of a. I mean, the Jack. It's not like Jacksonville defense is that great. You know. No, I, I, I'm not saying they are, but. And when you have weapons like Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, and Jamar Chase, though. He was he was shaky in this game. He had a couple of big drops, and I'm just like, what in the world? One was on guy anymore, you know? <laughs> yeah, doesn't have Joe Joe Burr to throw to him. Yeah. Joe Burr. So, cool. but um, yeah, I think uh, I think I think the Jags will be fine. Obviously, if Lawrence comes back, he he might take him a couple weeks, but I feel like he'll he'll be back and. Well, you never I mean, with a high ankle sprain, but it just depends on how much of a warrior he is. I mean, think about it. Patrick Mahomes did his, but Patrick oh, we, Patrick we, we remember that. Of course, you got to bring him up. I mean, he won kidding. the Super Bowl. I mean, like if he's the All prince who's promised, I mean, he's coming out and he's playing. He's not he's not sitting back there, you know? Yeah. Got to give a lot of credit to that for sure. But I, I think I think he goes. No doubt. Um, this is an important stretch for the Jags. So we'll see if we'll see if they can pull it out. With that, that concludes the breeze around the league, and we are jumping straight in 
to the Kirby on Sports Pick'em. We'll throw it to Carlos, the Swiss Army Knife Martinez, and the head of security making sure the stream. Dude, okay, enough. Enough enough with this head of security thing. It's not funny, dude. Like you're not I, it's not happening. It's cringe. I'm trying to make it happen. It's cringe. Well, you didn't let me finish. I said uh, making well, sure this stream is over secure. here keeps cringe trying team. to make this dad joke work and it's not working. I know. Probably I, I just thought it was funny, but Carlos Martinez with Only you <laughs> Kirby on sports pick'em. Drum roll, please. Just kidding. Are you gonna pull it up? No. There we go. Jesus. What are we, rookies here? Sorry. Uh, well, ladies and Kirk. gentlemen, a Kirk. big breaking news. We have a new leader. After 13 beautiful weeks of football, the Dan's worst nightmare has happened. And uh, the king has returned to the top of the throne yes ladies and gentlemen it is true after 13 weeks of football we have a new leader the standings goes as follows your reigning defending undisputed kirby on sports pickums champion carlos the swiss army knife martinez is now in first place of the pickums yes sir yes sir congratulations why are you clapping yes, kirby? Don't sir clap. With Don't a encourage him. astounding 51 and 27 record, went perfect six and oh. I hope you guys copied my picks because I would want you a lot of money, baby. Let's go. Dan is not, it's not like Dan got, you know. Can I say something? What notice when I went six and oh, I didn't make a scene. All right, go go ahead, Carlos. Oh, well, you know, <laughs> Dan, you know my shtick. You yeah, know I know. Shtick, okay, we have to keep the role going. You I'll know. let you play it out. Yep. God. Anyways, yeah, so I'm at 51 and 27. I went 6 and 0 for the week. But uh, hold on, hold on. Uh, pause on that. I'm pretty sure I went crazy for you though. You might have. I think I think we'll have to check the tape on that one. <sighs> no love uh... here. <laughs> Anyways, uh Dan has moved to second place, but it's only one game behind. It's not like I'm like I have a sizable lead on him. I It, it changes this week. We could well, be tied again. We could be tied. We yeah. Um Dan it. is uh 15 28. He went four and two for the week. And Kirby, Kirby is 44 and 34, obviously in last place, very far behind in last place. <laughs> um, but he had himself a pretty good week at five and one. The only game he got wrong was the Broncos Texans game. So he was only one game off of having a perfect, a perfect week. So a, a strong performance by you, Kirby. Strong performance. Thank you. Thank uh, and you. that's and that's like, and like that's what go. you need. You need constant strong performances. Yep. And that'll help you get back into it. Absolutely. Um, with that being said, uh, we have six games to choose from. Uh, we will be choosing from the Eagles-Cowboys, the marquee game. We'll be doing Bills-Chiefs. We'll be doing Rams-Ravens, which the three-man booth will be live. Uh, we will be doing Broncos-Chargers. Uh, we will be doing uh, Vikings-Raiders. And we will be doing Jaguars Browns. I will go first, as always. Uh, I will be taking the Cowboys, of course, contractually obligated. And I just think that they, they're going. I think this game being at AT and T Stadium, I think with the way these teams are trending, I just think Dallas wins. I don't think it's like a blowout or anything. I think it's going to be a very competitive game. It's a division game. I, I but give me the Cowboys. 
Um, I will take the Kansas City Chiefs over the Buffalo Bills. Listen, I can definitely see the Bills winning this game for sure just because they're so desperate, but it's an arrowhead. Give me Patrick Mahomes in Kansas City. I, I just can't. I'm also contractually obligated to take them. Um, uh, I will take the Ravens over the Rams. I understand that the Rams are surging right now, there, but I think the Ravens coming off of the bye week, um, and also it's going to be a rain game, so it's not something LA is necessarily used to. Um, I think this that that type of weather and environment bodes well for the Ravens in terms of their run game and the fact that they have Lamar and LA has Stafford <laughs> who doesn't move like Lamar. Um, give me the chargers over the Broncos. I understand the chargers just only put six points against the Patriots, but this is a division game. And I just think Herbert is just Herbert's better than Russell Wilson. So just give me, just give me the chargers. Uh, I'll take the Vikings over the Raiders. Uh, just, is just Jefferson going to play in this game? I think he's going to play in this game, isn't he? I think he might be activated. So, yeah, I mean, I, I just think the Vikings are going to beat the Raiders, uh, but it, this is also a toss-up. Hello. Goodbye. Um, and then, uh, yeah, give me Jacksonville over Cleveland. Um, we had the opportunity to change our picks uh, for this game. Uh, I gave the, the boys an opportunity to do it, and only Kirby took it because we all originally had Jacksonville. Um, and I can see why he took it. I debated it, but I decided I was just going to stick with Jacksonville. Um, and yeah, those are my picks. And with that, I send it over to the, uh, number one contender, Dan. Thank you, Carlos. Um, yeah, this is a heck of a competition between us, man. Only one game right now that could change. If uh, Fairly, very quick. Why do I bet on Russell Wilson after I said I wouldn't? I'm gonna, <laughs> it's I'm true. It's, Someone it's, rewind that and delete that I said that, all right? Anyway, um, I'm going to start with picking Dallas over the Eagles. I think the way um, the Eagles played on Sunday, I think they're, I think the, the recent trend I don't like very much, and I like Dallas at home. Dallas is a great team at home. Um, they are kind of unstoppable in that stadium, so I'm, I'm going to take the Cowboys. Close game. I think it comes down to a field goal, but I think Dallas ekes out a win, uh, an important win in that respect. Um, I'm going to take Kansas City uh, over the Buffalo Bills. Um, you know, Kansas City's kind of been struggling here recently, as we alluded to, but I kind of like them in this situation at home to bounce back. Andy Reid coming off a loss. Uh, there aren't a lot of coaches in the National Football League better than Andy Reid when it comes to bouncing back and getting a win after a loss. So give me Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs at home. Um, I'm contractually obligated to pick the Ravens over the Rams. Um, a game that the three-man booth, as Carlos alluded to, will attend. Um, but I think I picked the Ravens either way. They're the better football team, and they're coming off a bye, so I think that gives them a good edge as well. Give me the Denver Broncos over the Chargers. This was a tough game for me. I sort of flip-flopped a couple times before I decided to pick the Broncos. Um, this this is a tough game, but I, I, think, I think the Broncos bounce back. I hope they bounce back. Um, we will see what happens, but not too confident in that pick, but I'm going to take him anyway. Give me, give me Denver uh, to take down the chargers in LA. Um, I'm going to take the Vikings over the Raiders. Raiders are um, kind of a, they're, they're a mess right now. So um, I don't have a lot of confidence in them. The Vikings uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens. They've been, uh, they've come back down to earth a little bit after the first week or so of the, of the uh, pastronaut. So, um maybe they ah. can get 
maybe they can get back on track uh, with Josh Dobbs can get back on track in this game. I think they do. So give me the Vikings. And then finally, I will take the Jacksonville Jaguars over the Cleveland Browns in Cleveland. Um, tough game, obviously, without Trevor Lawrence. Um, but I think the Browns are a little bit more of a mess right now um, as a team. I mean, anytime you sign a guy who's been, you know, whose moment of glory was 11 years ago, you know, you're kind of desperate at that point. But he is a veteran arm talent, and um, I, I could see the Browns, you know, getting this win as well. But I'm, I'm going to go with the Jaguars. So there you go. We'll take it to the CEO host of the podcast, Mr. Cream Cheese, Josh Kirby. Hey, th- <laughs> hey, thank you very much, Dan. I appreciate it. Good picks Anytime. by you two as well. I will be taking the Dallas Cowboys, Philly coming off that loss. I don't think they can rebound well going into AT&T Stadium. So I have the Cowboys. I have the Chiefs over the Bills. The Ravens, I will take over the Rams. Projected forecast is rain. I I think the Ravens have a good running attack, obviously, with Lamar. Wow, it's like you're copying everything I said. Those are my thoughts, too. It's not like... Mm. Mm -hmm. But still... the Good old cream cheese copycat over there. Cream cheese copycat, that's good. That's a new um, one. Write that down, that's good. But I I, I think the rain... I think that's going to play a big factor in this game. He's literally saying it verbatim right now. Yeah, the Ravens. I'm picking the Broncos over the Chargers. Um, this is going to be a close game. I wouldn't be surprised if the Chargers come out on top. But Great. again, I'm picking the Broncos. I think they're heating up at just the right time. But heating up, not saying they're going to make the playoffs, but just they're heating up, looking a little bit better than they, they did the, at the beginning of the season. Let's not forget. Yeah. I will take the Vikings over the Raiders. I think Josh Dobbs, he had a rough game, but I think he comes back. I just don't think the Raiders have what they can do to stop this Vikings team because they do have some weapons as well. And this one's going to be tough, but with the status of Trevor Lawrence, I'm going with the Cleveland Browns. This could come back to bite me, but those are my thoughts. I will be picking the Browns over the Jaguars. And with that is the Kirby on Sports Pick'em for Week 14. Again, you pick with us as we post this on the Kirby on Sports Podcast Facebook page. And if you pick the most amount correct, You want a free large cheese pizza from Anthony's Pizza in Stevens City, home of the Warrior. Thanks once again to Anthony's. Me and Dan should get one free cheese pizza each, considering we both went six and zero on a certain on 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 separate weeks. I'd say that's fair, right? Let let me give my producer a call about that. Um, Your producer? How about you call Felice, the owner of Anthony's Pizza? Your producer. Put some respect on it. Not radio. This isn't radio. Stop trying to make this radio. Radio is dead. Oh, here we go. Here comes the rant. It's just, you know, but anyways, with that, that wraps up episode 195 of the Kirby on Sports podcast. As always, you can find us on all streaming platforms and all social media platforms. 
KirbyOnSports.com as well. Please subscribe, like, comment, share this out, and give us a five-star rating if you can. We greatly appreciate the support. But, boys, always fun and looking forward to being with you this week. Baltimore, and it's the Ravens and the Rams. Baltimore. Let's go. Although I'm afraid of this rain, how I'm going to dress, but... You know, yeah, we'll... we, yeah, I'm also like, what the heck do I even wear now? We got, yeah, I mean, we got ponchos. They're not, we got the ponchos, but this is a discussion we can have off air. Yeah. But I've never been to a rain game, but never. I'm sure it's going to be just as fun, even though it's rain. I hope. I certainly hope. Yeah. We're just going to get do, really I wet. So. I'm hoping for that dub. Eat me a Jameis Winston dub, you know? Yeah, it's it, it's camera. gonna be a lot of fun. I'm not I'm not gonna do it on camera. Don't worry. <laughs> I was I was kind of expecting Kirby to do it, but I was like, oh please, nobody do it. I was almost tempted to do it. Also, Ugh, get those digits off my screen. <laughs> but anyways, boys, always a pleasure. Um, it's always a lot of fun, and looking forward to doing this again really soon for our sponsors: PM Plus Reserves, Shenandoah Primitives. Dr. Dave Leadership Corporation, Mark Francis with Icon Real Estate, Barrett Pest and Termite Services, Mark Lynch with Guild Mortgage, Shenandoah Music, and Don't Sleep Energy, the official energy drink of the Kirby on Sports Podcast. Use promo code KOS Podcast for 12% off your order every single time. That about wraps it up. For another edition of the Kirby on Sports Podcast, thanks so much for tuning in, and we'll catch you next time. Peace out.